0: It's Tuesday the 6th of June. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Shadwicker here, joined as always by Shane
1: Lee this morning. How are you doing, shane i I'm very good, Shadwick, and um, I believe you're off to Canberra for, to do some comedy down there. And um, Are you going to catch up and have dinner with Ricky Stewart first? Look, uh, he hasn't <laughs> returned any of my calls, but um, oh,
0: look, I'm not too happy. Like, I'm... I'm keen to go down to Canberra, if you're from Canberra and you're listening please come to my show, it's Thursday night at the Smith's Alternative but um, I tell you God, I I really it's becoming really hard for me watching footy when it comes to Canberra because I hate Ricky Stewart (laughs) so much But this Canberra side has been playing reasonably well. I will say this, though. God, it would be amazing and awesome, and I think it will happen, if the Warriors beat the Raiders at home mm. for Croker's 300th. <laughs> oh, God, it would be good after his massive blow-up about you don't understand leadership, yep. you don't know what it's like in here, and the Warriors to come in there and put 30 on them would be awesome.
1: <laughs> no. Well, there's a good chance of that. I mean, they're playing good, the, the Warriors, but uh, i tell the Raiders, albeit uh, for Ricky Stewart, they're playing pretty good footy too, so it should be a good match. No, no, you got anything exciting happening this weekend? Uh, I haven't really planned that far this for this weekend. I'm just back from overseas, so I'm just sort of just trying to get rid of this jet lag, and then, um, oh, yeah. and then my wife said, "Look, three kids there. You're looking out for them because I've had it for two weeks." Yeah. Fair enough. I'm fair. sure you'll
0: figure out a way to polish off a couple of bottles of wine. No one knew,
1: mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll always do my best.
0: Well, look, uh, we've got a big, big bunch of news in sport to get into. Uh, massive stuff to do with the world game, if you haven't heard it already. A record. Something has happened in the EPL that has never happened before, and I'm really keen to talk about it. So let's get into it next.
1: Hi, it's David here, host of the Employability Podcast. We have a new season of episodes for you to listen to. So if you're someone starting out in your professional career and looking for a way to get ahead in the corporate world, tune in. On the pod, we talk to a bunch of people from diverse backgrounds who have navigated their way to successful careers here in Australia. Find the Employability Podcast on any podcast app and click to follow.
0: Well, it's been the will day, won't they? His name's been linked to a million different clubs. It feels, and every single time, it never really felt like it was actually going to happen. But this time, it has all but been confirmed that Ange Postecoglou reportedly has verbally agreed to become Tottenham's new manager. This is two days after getting the treble with Celtic. Uh, he signed a two. The, the agreement is uh, rumored to be a two-year deal. Uh, And this will make Ange the first Australian manager in EPL history, and not just for any team, Mm.
1: a top six side in the EPL. Yeah, uh, well, it'll be a huge effort if he gets there. Um, It's a two-year deal plus a third-year option. Um, What they have to do now, the Spurs have to come to an arrangement with Celtic over a compensation deal because Ange is still uh, technically contracted to the Spurs. But at 57 years of age, um, the average salary Um, In the Scottish League, is he's he's earning two point eight million there, but the average salary in the EPL is between fourteen and twenty million. So you can't blame Ange for uh, wanting to take on this job. Look, it'll be a huge, huge responsibility. Spurs—they seem to be a tough team over the years to to manage. But uh, if anyone can get the best out of them, it could be Ange. Yeah, it's interesting uh, taking over with Tottenham
0: as well, because obviously Ange has his style of football that he plays that can be met, um, can, well, some people don't really like it. I mean, you can look at Foz and how, yeah. how poorly they treated him 15 years ago. If you want to treat yourself to a YouTube video and watch one of the worst <laughs> moments in Australian sport journalism, um, I'll tell you what, he'll be putting on the lipstick and puckering up to kiss yeah. uh, Ange's ass now that he's a Tottenham manager, even though he's already done it. Um, this is I, I would put this down as one of the great Australian sporting achievements. I know it's a manager, mm. it's not someone on the pitch, but this is a huge moment for Australian sport, it also makes the FFA look like absolute idiots uh, for the way they treated Ange many years ago. I think that he could have some success with Tottenham if he brings them any kind of trophy... No, in yeah. that two years, yeah, that's gigantic. I don't think they've
1: had a. I don't think they've had any kind of silverware since what two thousand and eight or something. Yeah, a long, it's been a while. It's been a long time. A little bit. he's not an overnight success. Twenty years, he's had success in the A League here, success in Japan, huge success up there in Scotland with Celtic. Um, so he goes there with very good credentials, and um, yeah. I... I It is a huge sporting achievement. He is a manager, but it's a great Australian sporting achievement. Well said, Chad.
0: Yeah, I think it's huge. I I think to add a little bit of funniness to it, I saw a great um, meme the other day, which was, you know, small dominoes lining up to knock over a massive domino. (laughs) And on the massive domino, it was manager of Tottenham. And on the small domino, it was Frank Farina's DUI. (laughs) Brilliant. Because the, the origin story of Ange foster is the code for those that don't know, the Brisbane Raw coach got done for yet another drink driving charge, and that's what gave him his start as a manager in football. <laughs> so good. <laughs> From humble beginnings, yep, you know? Yep. Was he on the piss that night with Ange? <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, also, quick notes in uh, the World Game as well. Uh, say goodbye to one of the big names. Of football, probably obviously not as massive as for many of the casual fans, but Zlatan Ibrahimovic, with that trucker, Zlatan Ibrahimovic is huge. Like, I mean, he used to be always one of the great ones to pick on FIFA in the early models as well. Uh, Forty-one years of age, says goodbye to AC Milan
1: and uh, retires from football and, as a whole. Oh, mate, and look at this stats line: uh, nine hundred eighty-eight games, five hundred seventy-three goals, fourteen-time league titles. That's four at Mm. PSG, three at Inter Milan, two at AC Milan. 122 goals for Sweden. Superstar, 41 years of age. Good effort to go that long as well.
0: Yeah, huge. And another big name of of an era of... Yeah, massive names, I feel like. like yep. an AC Milan would be loving to be the team that gets to say goodbye to him, which is huge. Yep. Uh, also, as well, uh, Celtic star, speaking of uh, the coach, jumping over to Tottenham, Aaron Moy has actually been ruled out for the Socceroos clash against Argentina in China next week. I know it's not great because we'd love to see the Socceroos get up over Argentina in this friendly, mm. but it is a friendly. friendly yeah. I don't think we have to be too concerned. But, no. um, you know, looking to keep, on a, keep himself on the pitch uh, for more important things probably at the moment, which is his regular season stuff with uh, club football.
1: Yeah, and well, midfielder he is, and um, he's had ongoing back injury, so he needs to manage that. But uh, look, it it would have been great for him to go over to China. It's going to be a wonderful experience for the Socceroos to play in China against Argentina and against Lionel Messi. So as a player, you want to play against the best. But um, yeah, with the ongoing back injury, and I suppose looking forward for his overall health and uh, position in the side, it's very important that he gets that right. Yeah, exactly. Now let's have a look at the uh, the clay courts for the Grand
0: Slams. The French Open. The quarterfinals are here. Alcaraz on a tear. Djokovic on a tear. Tsitsipas looking good, but he'll probably fall apart as he always does in the quarters or the semis coming up shortly. Um, but <laughs> it's shaping up. I, I'm not. I have to have a look at the draw here because I'm a bit confused as to the seedings at the moment and yep. where they're all matching up. But is it on track for a Joker?
1: Uh Alcaraz final if these guys keep going the way they're going? I think so. I think so. Um we'll have to double check that mate, but I I, I believe so. Um interesting stat going so far, the Joker now has made um the most quarterfinals of anyone ever in the French Open. Now put that in perspective, ah. yeah, so the Joker's been in the quarterfinals um like twenty two times, but only won it twice. When Nadal's won it 14 times. <laughs> so it's, oh, uh, wow. Yeah, so he gets to the quarterfinals, and obviously um, there's better clay players than the Joker. But, geez, you'd have to say he's on 22. He could go to the top here. Yeah, well, I think he's on a good set. I've actually mm. if look at this. I'm pretty sure he'll actually play Alcaraz
0: in the uh, semi finals okay. if Alcaraz gets over, Sitsipas pass, and Djokovic can beat Kachikov, yep. who beat, of course, uh, Kokodakis. A few weeks prior. Mm. Um, yeah, this French Open has been exciting, but one of the biggest stories over the last two days has been in the doubles oh, arena, yeah. um, where a doubles pairing have been disqualified for what is a general rule, but was definitely, in my view, poor sportsmanship yeah, it was. from their opponent. Uh, they were disqualified after hitting a ball kid accidentally uh, with one of their tennis balls. It was not hit with any kind of major force. It wasn't like the Djokovic smacking one in in anger. And the rules in tennis are that a, that a, you cannot hit a ball that hits an official or a linesman mm-hmm. or a yep. ball kid. Yep. Um, but obviously there's discretion there because it's hitting the ball away in anger uh, is what can get you in trouble here. This was more just kind of hitting the ball towards the ball kid for them to take. But the ball kid's hands were full. It hit her in the chest. Um, she was a little bit upset, but nothing too major. The umpire warned the team and then their opponents uh, appealed that and were saying, no, no, they have to be
1: disqualified and managed to score themselves a walkover when they were losing the match. Yeah. It was the the couple in question here is Kato um, from Japan and the Indonesian um, Suto Diadi. But the key, key to this um, story, mate, is the ball was hit after the point was dead. Mm. And, and when it hit, when it's an official, and and you're right, they were given a warning, but then overruled. Um, the ball kid was apparently still crying, so <laughs> whether that um, adds to the drama. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a strange one because it, it definitely wasn't a hit with ferocity or anything like that. Uh, let's turn to golf here. Rojang yeah. uh,
0: wins the Mizuno Americans <laughs> Open uh, in a first LPGA
1: start. First start, and you managed to get yourself the win at the Americans Open. Mate, he's 20 years old. And she only turned professional last week. <laughs> How easy is this game of golf? That's crazy. <laughs> she walks straight in, wins her first tournament, uh, the old PGA. Um, Aussies do get a mention. Steph um, Kiriakou uh, finished 10th and my sister Minji Lee, she finished 13th. So the Aussies didn't really fare that well. But uh, yeah, Rose in her first tournament, bang, wins it. Too easy. Gold's an easy game. We don't
0: hear much about you and uh, Minji Lee growing up, do we? Bit of a falling out between you two. Yeah, she was too good
1: on the tennis court for us.
0: <laughs> uh, just before we take a quick break and get into the AFL and NRL, of which there is a lot to talk about, especially with Origin. Uh, but Justice Hooney, I mean, another injury causing him to call off another fight, and he had been on a bit of a tear here. He's—is there something wrong with his preparation or? you know, something to do with his physique that he keeps kind of getting himself in these positions where I feel like he ramps up his momentum mm. and then bang, he seems to get an injury at the worst time.
1: I think it's bad luck. Um, he rolled He rolled an ankle. And he can't really help that. He's just sparring. Um, funny enough, the guy that he's already beaten before, um, and he's rolled his ankle and he's, he's torn his ligaments and his, and his leg. I saw a photo of it. His foot looked totally black. So, yeah, Massive. just really, really unlucky. And uh, you're right. He's, um, he was due to fight American uh, Andrew Tabiti and um, – just at the wrong time. He's about to get on a plane to go over and fly to fight him and, and bang injury in training, and um, he's going to be out for a little while now. And you just have to start your whole preparation again for the next fight. It's just a nightmare. Yeah, and I think as well when you go
0: on to do American fights, it's like hmm. it's such a hard game to crack yeah. that any kind of setback can really ruin any momentum to get into that market. He'd be so annoyed with something
1: as simple as a rolled ankle. God. And the, and the promoters will be going next time, well, hang on, can we really take a punt on this guy because he keeps mm. getting injured in the lead-up? We're putting all this effort into the promotion of the fight and now we've got to find someone else to step in. So it's it's not great for him on the world's biggest stage.
0: Uh, they, we're going to take a quick break here and talk AFL and NRL up next. After sport.
1: Someone you love could die of a sudden cardiac arrest at any age, any fitness, at any time. More than 80% happen at home and chances of survival decrease by 10% every minute and sadly in Australia around 50 people die from cardiac arrest a day while waiting for the ambulance to arrive. But now you can increase your chances of survival with CellAid, the world's first mini personal defibrillator. It's simple to use and as small as a block of chocolate. Every home should have a CellAid, it's really a lifesaver. Buy your sell aid at cellade.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D.io.
0: Let's talk AFL. Some positive news for your Swannies. How do you feel, mate? Nick Blakey has signed a pretty big deal here. Seven-year contract extension uh, yesterday looks like he's going to be a swan for life now. Is this a
1: positive move for your mind, mate? Yeah, I'm a big fan of Nick Blakey. He's uh, very elusive, fast, and gets the ball out of the back back line and and, and transitions into the midfield. Um, he had one year to go, so he decided not to go on the open contract, and he signed a seven-year deal with the Swans, which will take him to 2031, so he's definitely a swans for life. Um the Swans also signed another young midfielder who I think is really talented, Anglis um, Sheldrick as well. So that's a really, really good signing. Obviously not as long as uh, Nick Blakey got, but um, yeah, he's he's a good footballer. He's he's, a, he's an awkward-looking guy, Nick Blakey. Um, very lithe and, and very quick and, um, as I said before, very elusive. Some positive news for you when a season that's probably been a bit Bit not too great for you at the moment, has it,
0: mate? Nah, it's been a shit season, (laughs) watching them and the (laughs) Dragons. Oh, mate, your Dragons. forget this
1: year. Oh,
0: my God. But let's get into the NRL. Uh, I want to quickly, this isn't even on our list, but I need to bring this up with you. Thanks, mate. Can you think of a team (laughs) who has had a worse half of a season than the Dragons have had? You're at the bottom of the table, right? You're two points out, too, at the bottom of the table. There's a gap starting to form Uh, You sacked your coach. You haven't had a coach for a couple of weeks. You try to sign – I mean, I'll say he's a former great, Riles. You try to sign (laughs) a former player to be your coach. He knocks it back to go Mm. and be an assistant at Melbourne who just got pumped on the weekend, right? So, he'd rather go over there and deal with bellyache than to deal with your nonsense. And one of the reasons was because you wouldn't let him pick his coaching staff. What the are you thinking? You're trying to change the culture of a club. You've got a halfback marquee captain who only signed a year ago who is already rumoured to be ready to just jump ship and leave the club, all right? So you've got all of those issues. And then your major sponsor, one of the longest sponsorship deals in I think in Australian (laughs) sport history, the St George Bank, one of the best partnerships ever, are pulling out. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Don't worry about expansion NRL. Sure. Just split the dragons up. Bring
1: Illawarra Steelers back. They'd do better than this. Uh, well, <laughs> that, that was the first time we ever supported, that's that was a stupid mascot anyway. That St George dragon. I <laughs> never liked that. <laughs> right. I always, I want wanted to smash that when I was down Wind Stadium, just tackle it. But I tell you what, I was watching the dragons play the other night, and, and a good mate of mine, Arby, goes for the, for the Panthers, and I tipped before the game a bit of an upset, and I was looking on the cards, and particularly when. Um, Nathan Cleary, Dunny Tammy, I thought the Dragons are a chance here. But yeah. once again, they just fell over at the end and just, uh, and just sort of didn't give up. But like, oh, God. They're they, they close in a lot of ways, but they're so far away in, in, in others. I can't imagine anyone wanting to sign with you guys. No, well, would you? Hey,
0: let's, let's move into some other sad news for you as a New South Welshman as well. Injury chaos in origin. <laughs> we mentioned Cleary already. He's out for the entire series. Yeah. Jai for Queensland, out for the entire series. Mm. Gilbert, out for not only the series, but poor Dolphins fans. He yeah. was the mate, He was the standard setter at the yeah. Dolphins. He's out for the rest of the season. And a former
1: host of Afternoon Sport, Timmy Gilbert.
0: Hey, there you go. <laughs> oh, well, he can stay on the – maybe I'm getting kicked off now because he needs the work. He's probably going to come on in now. Uh, <laughs> This uh, this will mean more of a shakeup for New South Wales than it does Queensland. Cam Murray under a cloud, but I think he'll be fine for Origin. Lots of people are giving their opinion on what to do with the halves. Well, uh, what mm. do you see happening with New South Wales? You guys have a bit of a bit of a track record for making some pretty sweeping changes on the back of uh, losses. Yep. A lot of people are saying this, and I, I I kind of understand this logic. I feel like looking at a lot of sports media. They don't really like Luai, well, and
1: with no Cleary, I feel like there might be a decision for no Luai either. So I, I, one hundred percent thought at the end of that game before Nathan Cleary was injured uh, in the match the other night against the Dragons that Luai would be out. I reckon, I reckon, Freddie's over him. And just the way—that's crazy though, because he was—he was probably in that game. Your better half. He set up two tries. Yeah, but I reckon he's going to be the fall guy, and so I reckon Nico Hines will come into the Blues side. I think he'll be given the chance, and then it, they won't pair him up with Lua. I just don't think those two will gel well together. I don't know. I, I think he's going to be the scapegoat and go out. And look, I do agree. He has moments, but what he's been State of Roger player now for three seasons, Luai... He's probably had two good games you reckon? Oh, I
0: th- I think I think these guys are hard on him. I honestly think you're a bit hard on him because I think a, a lot of it comes from his defense. A lot of it comes from his niggle as they say when they get into you know, he gets into the under the skin of uh, Queensland players. Yeah. And he's but but I do agree like I think one of the reasons he's there is purely that partnership with with Cleary yeah. which is so successful yep. in club yep. form. But uh, well, could you see maybe a Cody Walker yeah. coming in because Trell will be back? Yep. Um, I love the – I think – I'm a Queenslander, so like I'd rather you guys just, yeah, get Luke Brooks in there or something. <laughs> He's got to be a chance, doesn't <honey. laughs> he? Just quickly before we wrap this up, Ian the NBA is in full swing. Denver Nuggets won the first game so dominated yeah. in such dominating fashion that people were like, oh, get the brooms out. The heat's going to get swept. Well, they completely changed their strategy. They decided not to double uh, Yoko yeah. – They decided not to double Jokic in game two, and it worked out well. Jokic went off. He had so many, like, got so many points, but he couldn't distribute the ball as easily as he did in the first game. And the Heat take it out by three points, 111 to 108 in game two. It's significant because they've won it away, Mm. which means they now have home field advantage, which means they will have back to back home games. Uh, in the NBA Finals, which means if they win all their home games, Shano, mm-hmm. the heat could go from the play-in
1: oh. to the chance. It's an unbelievable story, isn't it? And um, and what great coaching against the Nuggets. Like to say to Josek, um, listen, mate, we're, we're, you're going to score points anyway. We're not going to double-team you, but we're going to freeze mm-hmm. all your other options around you, just freeze the rest of your team out, which they've done and they've won, 111 to 108. So imagine these teammates now are saying, Jesus Christ, this guy has been our superstar all season. He's won every game. He still scored all those points, and we're not even good enough to get another <laughs> another four points between us <laughs> to win this match.
0: Mate, I mean, it's a lot of pressure. Like, Miami were in trouble. Like, the second and third mm. quarter, they were in yeah. trouble. They had to score. They put a 36-point fourth quarter in to win. Mm. So, you know, they, they really but, – but this is the thing about this heat side. We saw it against Celtic. They have these big fourth yeah. quarters. Yeah, they do.
1: and They come home strong. Now, too mm-hmm. you but know, isn't the NBA Finals unreal? Geez, I love them.
0: Yeah Oh man I'm so excited So hopefully I'm really I've got money on the heat I really think the heat Are going to win it What did you get Uh, I think it was only About five bucks It was when it was A uh, six horse race Or whatever Mm. But I should have Waited until they Lost those three In a row to Celtic (laughs) And then put the money on (laughs) But you know There it is that's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Uh, but before we go, a big
1: thank you to our sponsors. A fantastic sponsors. They're small defibrillators called Cell AED. Go and check them out. It's about 300 bucks. You can get a, a really small defibrillator that could save your or one of your uh, family's lives.
0: Mm, or you'll probably use it to just help you get through a hangover there, Shane. <laughs> I hope not. We'll be back your daily dose of sport. <laughs> we'll see you then. Good night, guys. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts? Like Lunch with Lee, former cricketer Shane Lee talks to celebrities, sports people, musicians, politicians and more about sports, music and business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to AfternoonSport.com.